Welcome to the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien, Finance Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Kent Lair, Chief of Business Development at Sanford Health in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Kent, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Jack, I appreciate the invitation and look forward to talking. We're in the final quarter of the calendar year and hospital executives around the country are gearing up for what could be a challenging few months due to the potential combination of the COVID-19 pandemic and flu season. Provider organizations are taking all the necessary precautions to protect their patients and employees from infection, yet remain weary of the widespread shutdowns of elective procedures that took place earlier this spring. In the face of continued uncertainty, finance leaders are trying to plan for the worst and yet maximize revenue opportunities to salvage what remains of the bottom line. With that in mind, I wanted to start our conversation there. And Kent, I know we've kind of I detailed the background there, but you're in a new role here with Sanford. And I kind of wanted to start off by asking you what some of the top priorities are for you as you join this organization, if there are any specific initiatives or projects you're focused on, especially during this time of crisis. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. No, I appreciate the question. And, you know, obviously uh, relatively new to Sanford and and new to this role, um, but I think one of the things that uh, has attracted me to this organization for a long time has um, uh, sort of been their steadfast, uh, you know, focus on their str- strategies and their strategic direction. And and one of the things that you know I'm proud of being part of of Stanford now is um, is we don't panic. Uh, and so while there are definitely unique challenges uh, that that 2020 has brought about, and and we're expecting 2021 to be much of the same, um, we're focused on continuing to be a growth company. Uh, we're very focused on continuing to um, use our, um, you know, uh, all of the the platforms that we have within the organization to expand, grow, and create new and diverse uh, relationships and partnerships that not only can help us through the, the current COVID crisis, but will have long-term benefits to the patients and the communities that we serve. So, um, you know, my goals in, in this uh, this role and, and being new to this organization are just to continue to help Stanford execute um, uh, on their strategy of being a growth company, ensure that we're a good partner uh, for organizations out there that want to grow and, uh, and develop, uh, you know, new capabilities and solutions and tools for us uh, and with us uh, and uh, for our patients mostly. Um, and so, you know, I think while COVID and the challenge that COVID has brought is causing a lot of organizations to shrink uh, or to have to pull back and, and pull back investments. You know, we're, we're the, very much the opposite. Um, we, are, we are trying to figure out uh, how we can use this, uh, this challenge and use COVID as, as a way to actually move in and, and to further develop or even catalyze uh, the growth of our organization. Um, so that on the back end of this, uh, and when it does pass, we're, we're that much better positioned to take care of, of the communities and the people that, that need us the most. Your point kind of echoes one that I heard from Brad Hawes, who's the CFO of UI Healthcare, and he was on the podcast back in July, and he said something similar about not wanting to hamstring yourself, addressing some of those short-term issues, which are obviously so pressing and they can't be overlooked, but you certainly want to be able to pursue different opportunities, relationships, partnerships after 
whenever we get to a vaccine or whenever we get to the post-pandemic world. I'm curious from your point of view, how should provider organizations, because you're kind of in a unique spot with Sanford being as big as it is, obviously one of the biggest systems in the Midwest, but also still catering to a largely rural population. You know, what advice would you give to other provider organizations that are like, hey, I need to deal with my bottom line issues now, but I certainly want to be strong 6, 12, 18 months down the line? Yeah, I mean, I think in... I think with um, my my advice, and I think you know Sanford has exuded this, is you just don't panic. There are always going to be challenges. If it wasn't COVID, you know, go back the last decade, there there have been numerous challenges that have um, impacted the healthcare industry. COVID is just one more example of those things that you can't plan for. Um, but I think the resiliency of the organization um, is going to be contingent on how you handle. Um, challenges and crises. And so, you know, of course, um, with a lot of the shutdowns and the, uh, the inability to do elective procedures in the beginning, posing major short-term financial challenges uh, for organizations. I think where Stanford has benefited is there was not a panic. Um, you know, you immediately look at non-labor efficiencies. And so we, um, we began to, to we, we, really pose the challenge to the organization, um, where, where can we find non-labor efficiencies uh, and cost savings until we have a better understanding of what the impact of uh, uh, COVID is going to be on the organization. Let's at least um, be judicious about those places we can save, uh, given the uncertainty. The second is we got to use scale to our advantage. And so, um, you know, Stanford is, is a large uh, organization it is well integrated in the communities that we're in, but our ability to move supplies uh, and resources, both you know, clinical and non-clinical, um, across um, our footprint, um, and you know, even out to the 26 states that we're in with the Good Samaritan Society, has been a huge benefit, um, and 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 frankly, a benefit that smaller organizations just simply don't have. And so, we use scale to our advantage to be able to ensure that our people in our communities were protected. Uh, when we would see, you know, spikes in in COVID cases uh, uh, and, and rates. The third was, and this sounds really simple, but just stay focused. And so while you're dealing with the challenge, we've got, um, being a large organization, we've got a wide breadth of, of uh, skill sets, um, of uh, diversity of backgrounds and, and um uh, and education amongst our workforce. And so how do you tap into the right people with the right skill set to handle the crisis but stay focused on the other things that are really important to our business longer term? Um, and, and we've uh, proven an ability to do that while learning from uh, the challenges in, in the present day. And so that's been helpful. And then fourth and kind of last is we've got to invest in our people. So I've seen too many headlines where organizations have quickly furloughed, laid off, uh, cut um, their workforce. Well, that's that's the workforce that we we relying on, and our communities are relying on to take care of them and to protect them during this time. And so, I'm really proud of Sanford's commitment to um, our team members across the enterprise, and and a bigger investment uh, in those team in those team members right now through um, very specific programs meant to help them through um, the this. COVID challenge, but then also a reminder to them of, hey, you know, uh, we're going to deal with other challenges as we go forward. We want to make sure our workforce is very, um, is taken care of um, and uh, does not feel like we left them out 
uh, as we try to deal with the challenges at an organizational level. And so, um, you know, Sanford made an investment through the the family a family stabilization plan, um, made sure that we didn't cut pay and bonuses and and continue to provide those things that our workforce relies on to take care of their families. And so that that to me is is um, why I think Sanford's really well positioned as we look f forward at um, you know flu season and potential um, continued waves of COVID cases, learning from the past, uh, but also making sure that our workforce uh, felt supported so that as we have these challenges going forward, um, we're well positioned uh, to take care of, of, of our patients. I appreciate that feedback too, because I know for as much as like you detail, there is the financial component of making sure the organization is strong, making sure people are compensated. There is that kind of morale and culture aspect as well to make sure that people, you know, months from now, years from now, look back at this time and say, you know, Sanford or whatever hospital or health system they work for, they had my back and they were there doing the right thing. So I'm sure that means just as much to the frontline workers as it does to certainly anyone else that makes the organization uh, move along. I did kind of want to touch on something you brought up there too about kind of learning from the past. Obviously, we've had flu season is just something that we've come to live with and it's something we come to expect year after year. COVID is obviously something that's not. What are some lessons just in your years as a hospital executive or conversations you've had with other leaders about what, you know, what takeaways can we say? Is it more PPE? Is it staffing up differently? How do you take the lessons from flu season and apply that to COVID? Yeah, I think you can, you know, you can apply it in so many ways. You know, first it's, um, let's start, you know, basics. So let's ensure um, and encourage everyone in our communities to get their flu shots. And so um, let's try to mitigate the risk um, uh, with flu season. And so in order to do that, you know, Sanford and uh, we are requiring all of our team members to get their flu shots. So 50,000 plus employees um, will, will get their flu shots before November 1st. So it's kind of taking a leadership position in our communities um, through our workforce. And so we're trying to set a good example. Um, you know, then then you start to 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 go up levels. So th then you begin to look at okay, what things can we learn um, from this from when COVID first hit? So there's, you know, the coronavirus cases begin to spike in the spring. Uh, there's not a lot of information about the um, about you know about it at the time. Not a lot of science or research. You're learning every day. But some of the things that we've developed in terms of our staffing plans, our ability, um, our you know our uh, our ability to flex facilities and our capacity plans those are those are things that shouldn't just collect dust and so um, continue to refine you know how we performed during that um, sort of first phase and now ensuring that if there are a spike in COVID cases in any of our regions that we're able to learn from um, you know how we responded that first time make improvements and um, from just purely an operational standpoint and then there's the clinical elements too. So clinically, um, you know, Sanford's invested a lot in terms of understanding the coronavirus, understanding what therapies. Uh, in a, you know, we have several trials and different therapeutic trials underway. Um, so we're also taking better care of our, of the patients that do present with uh, COVID into our facilities. And so it's applying, um, you know, that research and that investment on the front end now to. Um, you know, if there would be a second wave or, or uh, spike in cases, it's just understand how can we better take care of these these patients and their families. Um, and so that that's a significant learning. You know, 
we as an organization, we're not downplaying the, the risk. We're not downplaying the seriousness of the pandemic. At the same time, it's our job to be ready to take care of, of, of our communities and our patients. And so it's just ensuring that we've got the full breadth and depth of the resources in our organization to be ready. Uh, we've, we've been through these spikes uh, previously. We've learned from them and we're able to, to extrapolate and, and apply those as, as we go forward. And so, um, you know, and, and we'll continue to use our scale to our, to our advantage. There, I think that there's a, um, a misconception that you can't, prov you know, if you're large and, and uh, you know, a large-scale healthcare organization, that you somehow um, sacrifice local healthcare delivery. And I don't. I think that that's that's wrong. Frankly, I think this pandemic is a great example of where scale has really helped um, enhance our ability to provide excellent local healthcare. And so, uh, you know, our organization is going to continue to do that. Yeah, the idea that you're spread across 26 states doesn't mean that you know the idea that local care should be mutually exclusive from that. You know, the idea that you, you're able to use those resources to be able to provide for those communities is certainly encouraging, I would say, if nothing else, for the patient population that you serve. I did have one question. Yeah, yeah if, if there's something you want to add in there. Yeah, no, Jack, I think that's exactly right. And I think this is this, uh, the, you know, the COVID pandemic has proven that because you don't have the same instance um, of COVID in Fargo that you might have in Bemidji or that you might have in Sioux Falls and so, or across, you know, the, the 23 other states where we have our long-term care facilities. And so you've got to have a, an adaptable and flexible local care plan and care delivery plan. And I think that, you know, that backed by the, the scale and breadth and depth of uh, operationally and clinically of the Sanford organization has only enhanced those local healthcare delivery uh, plans. And so, I think that I, I just echo your point there. Absolutely. And I, we're going to go into our last question here. I appreciate your time. And we focused a lot, obviously, on Sanford's the new role for you. But prior to this, you were uh, leading the Unity Point Ventures Investment Fund. And I'm just kind of curious if you can kind of detail lessons learned from having that experience, certainly for the leaders in our audience as they listen to this, as they go about looking at investments, especially in innovation, which seems to have taken off it's one of the few silver linings of the pandemic is a lot of people looking at things and concepts and ideas that they hadn't before. What advice would you give to some of the executives in our audience as it relates to investing in innovation and maybe even some warnings, some lessons learned from missteps yeah. along the way? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. I, I had a, you know, a great time starting and leading the ventures work and the innovation work at, at uh, unity point when I was uh, part of that organization. You know, I think the biggest, there, there are definitely takeaways, um, especially now as I can kind of look back and Monday morning quarterback it. Um, I mean, the fir first and foremost is y you've you've got to be motivated, you know, especially with the ventures work by more than finance, you know, your financial returns. And so, you know, the ethos at Sanford has been about research and innovation since I've known the organization. And so, at at a at a minimum, um, you've just got to want to you've got to want to innovate and you've got to want to be disruptive, even if that disruption is to yourself. And so as long as that's kind of a core part of your culture, your ethos, then these, whether you do a venture fund or however you want to do innovation, it's just going to work better in your organization. And so, you know, as we started the venture work, 
previously, the success wasn't going to be measured simply by by the financial returns. We we were, you know, private equity, venture capital, angel angel investing. You know, our our goal wasn't venture returns solely. Our goal was around what was going to be the clinical benefit, um, what was going to be the operational benefit, what was going to be the benefit to patient experience. And I think as a healthcare organization, um, you know, th that that's the critical piece. It's it's really understanding how do you measure success, because if it's simply just financial returns, there are, there are others out there that are going to be much better at that. Um, and and that was one of the kind of the, a key learning for us. Um, you know, coming kind of now being able to look back on that work. I think what's so attractive about Sanford um, is there's just a if you look at the investment that we've put in in our research organization, it's it really rivals I think. Um, I'd be hard pressed to find another, um, you know, community health system across the country or the world that has kind of the, the amount of investment in infrastructure and research that, that Sanford has. And so there's this, there's just an underlying culture of kind of uh, culture of curiosity. It's a learning organization. That's that's foundational um, to any type of if you want to expand into ventures or create a fund or an incubator. Um, having kind of that platform is going to be really uh, beneficial for any organization. So, um, if you're if you're nervous about disruption, um, then I would say it's probably not, you know, not for you. Um, but I think if if you're an organization that's you know steadfast and very um, crystal clear on kind of what success looks like, you uh, you're looking at it more broadly than purely financial. Uh, returns, and I'm not saying that that's not important, but you know our motivation is broader here. Um, then it allows you to partner with the right people from the financial uh, sense, the um, you know the the kind of the ecosystem of entrepreneurs that are out there, the startup companies. I think you bring them all together and you provide a sort of a, a platform, and and you've got the culture. Then I think you can be really successful. And and uh, you know I know that. Um, as we continue to mature our, our um, you know, strategy around business development, innovation, research at Stanford, that's going to definitely be something that we, we talk a lot more about. I, I think it's such a keen point to make about the focusing beyond just the financial returns. And I think that even going into this pandemic, there were a number of organizations kind of looking and reexamining their in, uh, their investments in innovation and such. But I think now even coming out of it, there's going to be a bigger desire to, like you said, be a disruptor and really kind of shake things up. So it'll be interesting. And hopefully that for any leaders that are listening to this podcast, there is that sort of incentive to say, hey, well, if they did it um, at Unity Point and they're doing it at Sanford, maybe there's something we can learn from that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And to be, you know, to be good at it, you don't have to do it all on your own. And so you've got to be open to, uh, you've got to be open to partnerships and kind of bringing together the right um, the right mindsets to be successful. And I think that's the beauty of innovation. It takes even historic you know historical competitors and actually aligns them uh, because uh, you know innovation it's disruptive. Uh, it's a team sport. Um, you, you, to be the more innovative you are, you want more viewpoints and perspectives around the table and and skill sets. And so it, it has a way of actually aligning organizations that have historically been very competitive uh, because you're looking at common goal. It'll, it'll be interesting. Obviously, like you said, healthcare is like any other industry, very competitive between providers and, and different organizations. But maybe this is a way to kind of 
break the mold, so to speak. So we'll keep an eye on it. But I want to let you I'll let you go here. You I've taken up enough of your time, but it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And we hope that somewhere down the line, you'll you'll join us again and maybe kind of recap that first year at Sanford. Uh, Jack, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. We'd be happy to do that. Excellent. Well, I'll let you go here, Kent. And thank you for all your insights. Thank you to our listeners for joining us again on the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.